Welcome to ICUP with We. In the name of science, discovery, knowledge, and understanding, this is our ongoing examination of the Insane Clown Posse. I'm Aaron. And I'm Eric. And today we're reviewing 2015's The Marvelous Missing Link, Found. The Marvelous Marvelous Missing Link. Missing Link. Guys, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for so much for, for coming back or coming here for the first time. For the people coming back, I welcome you. Me, Aaron, alone. Hmm? Or am I? We'll get to that in a second. To the people coming in for the first time, I welcome you. Me, alone. Hmm? Aaron. But I think somebody else might want to uh, welcome you as well. That is my co-host with the co-most, Eric. Eric, hello. Hello. I was really worried for uh, about 30 seconds there that I was just going to sit and listen this whole episode. And I was like, all right. Fuck fuck me. I don't know if you've caught on to this or not. Every week. (laughs) Every week I'm trying to see how long I can go just free-flowing thought of speech before introducing you. I mean... I've uh, having having known you as long as I have, you've got a talent for it. I and I I picture one of these weeks we're gonna get right up to the point where you're like, all right, whoop whoop, and and then you're gonna be like, oh, Eric's here too, and I'll be like, oh, okay, bye, <laughs> whoop whoop. And then, uh, what a what a weird week that's going to be. This is what I would do because you do, you give us the research for the albums, you present us with the facts, the deets, the hot goss. Right? That's all true. Yes, all true. I would still throw to somebody to do that. It's not going to oh. be you. It's just going to be two minutes of silence. Yeah. Oh, I was thinking you were going to like outsource, like hire somebody, like place an ad on Craigslist, oh. like uh, need somebody to research an ICP album for me, put together <laughs> notes and perspectives. No, 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 no. You still do the research and put together the outlines, oh. you know, and all that. Yeah. I just hire somebody. You're right on Craigslist and say, hey, I need you to read some copy for me uh, into a microphone <laughs> and send it my way. That'd be wonderful. Actually, I'd probably just uh, have them send it to you since you do all the editing. Oh, so you good get call. To, good call. <laughs> you get to compile all the information for the album. You know what you should do? You should hire somebody to do your parts as well. <laughs> yeah, I should. You, you know what? God, why are we still doing this? It's, oh, it's been long enough. We can outsource both of our roles, huh? Uh, you know what? I'll tell you why we're still doing this. Because we love doing this. We do love doing this. This is like one of our things. Every week, we 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 jam an ICP record. We we take notes. We send each other cryptic texts without giving away our <laughs> thoughts or perspectives on it. Then yeah, we do. We come here and we sit down and talk. And every once in a while, we we chat with uh, with some of the ninjas out there about you know an episode or something. We we uh, we have a couple of shout outs. First off, I want to shout out uh, FagoLovers.net. They are .net, I believe. It's um, a network. Yes, it is. It is a network of. Uh, 
juggalos and juggalettes and jug theys that are all yes. there uh, chilling together, uh, following not just ICP, but all kinds of underground horrorcore and hip hop good stuff going on there. But they gave us a shout out this past week, which is cool. I do also, guys, definitely go check uh, that website out if you are not familiar. Um, I exchanged some emails with uh, one of the people that that ran the site. Great, uh, great people. Great uh, fellowship. It's yeah. a fantastic site. If you want to get there, though, make sure uh, you put the acronym for World Wide Web in front of yes. uh, FagoLovers.net. You're going to get lost. You don't know what sort of network you're going to end up on if you don't tell it which one. You're no, you know you're going to end up on a network because it's a dot net what if i mean so what if that it, much you know what if your browser uh assumes that you're trying to search the the galactic internet or something you're fucked right where you, you're gonna be on some like plutonian fago lover site get out of here the only thing that you have in common uh, with them is that you're they're also still juggalos for some reason yeah so i guess you could probably still have a decent time on that site because it would essentially be the same thing, just a different dimension, right? I mean, I think it's still this dimension, but it might be another dimension. I don't even know how that works. Just make sure you put the www dot because you think Chrome just understands this shit? No. No. Well, they do, but no. Yeah, that's true. Guys, research the different type of uh, galactic wide webs and yes. get back to us, please. Yeah, because uh, we would love to love to know about them. Yeah, if you have other dimensional internet or uh, interplanetary internet information, hit us up. Also, how much are you paying a month to have access to it? I mean, that's got to be astronomical. Oh, literally Astro- astrological, <laughs> astronomical. Yeah, no, astronomical would be correct. I, yeah. Yes, I, it's. I mean, it could be astrological. Juggalohoroscopes.com, is that a thing? Is let's look it up live it, on air. It can't fuck be. it, we'll do it live. <laughs> There's no way that's a thing, although I feel like it kind of should be. It is not. Oh, okay. Well, uh, you know, hey, if there are any uh juggalos out there who are also mediums uh, of some sort or or soothsayers that want to start a juggalo horoscopes uh website. It's free and clear. Go for it. We are not those people. So, no. Yes. Um. And honestly, I don't think it has to be limited to uh, mediums. I, I think juggalos that wear size large, extra large, uh-huh. small. I think they could probably do it too, as long as they are Any in size. touch with. Uh, <laughs> right. As long as they're in touch with uh, the spiritual realm. <laughs> oh my God. Uh. While we're at this, I also want to shout out the homie Rings who hit us up and, uh, boy, gave us a spoiler-free look ahead at the future. Uh, We didn't realize this, but it's something I speculated about. I wondered if there was going to be another Joker's card deck after this one Mm -hmm. because I thought, okay, maybe they're going to do a a 666 kind of thing. But I've been seeing a lot of 665s in things lately, and uh, he let us know that they are going to do another deck that's five cards, which comes out to 17 total Joker's cards, which kind of makes sense. So that's that's an interesting thing. But uh, uh, that was a lot of good info and a good chat. So shout out to the homie rings. 
Yes, Rings, who uh, who reached out to us via Roach reached Roach N- Reach reached out. Ro- he Roach out to us via email. <laughs> Rings, thank you so much for uh, for for hitting us up on the old email. If you'd like to email us your thoughts or uh, anything like that, I C U P W W E at Gmail, and that is uh, a .com. Believe it or not, there's there's one other thing, and actually, this one I, I want to actually get into chatting about a little bit uh, for two reasons. Uh, we on Twitter, a rainbow in black, uh, who who goes by arrest the police on Twitter, which is a pretty great handle. What? How clever is that? Right. Hit us up with two thoughts. One of them, the primary thought, was asking when we talked about House of Wax, uh, how we managed to overlook the the sort of parallels in the song take it out on me where violent j is living in a home that's haunted um by the ghost of a woman who he is in love with and dates that uh was was violently murdered and is still taking out all of her vengeance on on him how we managed to miss that that could also be a metaphor for um, psychological abuse in a relationship and That's a very interesting perspective, and it's impossible to listen to it now without hearing and seeing that parallel. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, Yeah. A Rainbow in Black brought out. I mean, I I read that tweet. um, And also, A Rainbow in Black, thank you so much for reaching out. Roach. (laughs) He Roach out. That doesn't sound correct to you? It's no, it sounds incredibly wrong. (laughs) Uh,. After after that very uh, intelligent perspective, that honestly, Eric, I I was blown away that we didn't catch it. Yeah, yeah. You go back and listen, and it's impossible to listen without thinking that. And it's actually it's very, it brings some weight to the song when you listen through that lens. Oh, absolutely. It so. made me enjoy the song better. Yeah, and I already liked the song, but. Uh, I I did too. I I thought, wow, how interesting to think about, you know, being in a relationship with somebody who came out of, um, you know, a violent or abusive relationship, and you are now dealing with the the trauma that's left over from that, and it, it gets taken out on you, but you you accept it. Like, what an interesting thought there. After after reading that tweet, I had to go back, uh, and and listen to it through that lens. Yeah. Um, because I I think it is absolutely necessary to fully get and understand and feel the weight of that song. Yeah. Yeah. So, so good looking out there, uh, pointing that out to us. This is exactly the type of dialogue, uh, we'd love to have. So that's cool. But also within those tweets and and I'm about, I promise we're going to get to this week's review. It's going to happen. We're going to do all the normal stuff. We're going to, we're going to talk about the, the album and the cover and track by track and Fago scores and all that. We're going to do it. But first I want to talk about something rainbow and black said a rainbow and black. If you're looking for, he asked or basically stated, I can't tell if you guys are juggalos or not. And, uh, if you've been listening from the first episode, uh, you you would probably have an idea of at least where we started with things, but 
I don't think we can count on everybody. I mean, there's plenty of people that might just be, okay, I searched for an album I like and I found this episode and I jumped and listened, or they're just getting in now and they'll go back. I think it's probably worth talking a little bit about Are We Juggalos? Yeah, I I absolutely think that that is worth a discussion at this point in our um, reviewing career. Yeah, we're coming up on a year into this. And uh, we have listened to this is this is our forty third episode. So he, here 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 we go for anybody that's listening and is going look. I can't tell if if these guys are really into this or what. Um, I I wrote down I set out to write down a couple of notes and I ended up writing this like manifesto about what what does it mean to be a juggler so i'm gonna give you oh yeah you did (laughs) some of my thoughts here and then and then after i give you these thoughts aaron i'd I'd love to hear yours because we come from two different perspectives on this even if we have a lot of uh similar thoughts and values on it but right i've talked about this before right i i came up in in the hardcore scene in the 90s and that diy underground independent ethic really it became really everything to me right it's very ingrained deeply in my values to this day uh when i started listening to icp back in the 90s that was one of the aspects of them and their sound that really appealed to me i love that they just did everything themselves right their music was a big influence on me and it it was a big part of my life and it was a doorway into underground hip-hop that I really hadn't uh, explored prior to that. And to me, that was before the term Juggalo really existed or represented what their fan base was or would become. However, I would definitely say I fit that description back in the day. I mean, in the early 2000s, I remember having... uh, an email address at realjuggalos.com, which is defunct now. But I remember doing, I was doing some independent design work at that time. And I was told by a client that it wasn't professional or appropriate for me to have a real juggaloos email, uh, (laughs) which I thought was hilarious. But I mean, back in the, in the mid nineties and early two thousands, I had a crew of friends that were also all about ICP, and we collected every tape and CD that we could get that they released. We saw them a bunch of times. We wore the shirts, had Hatchetman stickers on our cars, like the whole nine, right? I had so many rare ICPs, CDs, and tapes, like this massive collection. I probably had like 100, 150 different releases, and there was a point where I think I was moving, and I needed money, and so I sold all of it. And uh, I didn't make enough money off of it, but it was like, needed the money, man. And I still wish I had all that shit. I even, this is, this is how far it went. I even started a horrorcore influenced rap group with one of my friends. And, and we took on these personas, plus and minus, and we recorded and released a bunch of music it was not good for the most part, <laughs> but we loved doing it. This is all to say... I don't know that I ever referred to myself as Juggalo. However, that was a big part of my life. So I'm just, that's right. that's what I'm saying. <clears throat> Another thing I've talked about before is after the first deck ended, and even as it was coming to a close, I felt like things changed. I think ICP changed. I think Psychopathic changed. I think their fan base and their music changed. And I think I probably had changed over that time. And... 
there were all these different artists involved now, uh, some of which I didn't really like or care about, a lot of which I felt like were chasing kind of cheesy rap stereotypes, and I just didn't feel like that's where I belonged anymore. So I just kind of stopped paying attention. You know, I sure I'd hear an ICP song here or there, but it it started to feel at least those singles that I would hear or that they would sound kind of like a caricature of what ICP was or what I loved about them. Right. So then 15 years goes by, right? And I somehow find myself doing this podcast with you, which I'll Correct. admit, I think it it kind of started as a joke, definitely for you, because I think you just came up with a name and posted on Twitter. I'm going to start a podcast called ICUP with me. And I was like, I'm down. Let's do this. And two days later, we were actually doing it. Yeah. Yeah. It was it was a fast turnaround. But here's the thing. I think you you were like, I don't know anything about ICP. I'm making a joke. And everybody goofs on ICP or did at that time. I think that it's starting to turn. I think people are starting to look and go, fuck, what they did was amazing. These guys are like OGs in the in the horrorcore scene. And they, you know, are successful, independent rappers that have made it work. So, but at that time, even just a year ago, I feel like things, you know, were a little bit different and maybe we were piling on a little, which is shitty, but there was a part of me when I saw that, let that still had some love for them and, and what they were at least. And I was super interested in not only revisiting the music, you know, I used to listen to, but curious about what they had been doing. So now we're fucking 43 episodes in. If you've been listening, you know, obviously, we haven't liked everything we've listened to, but uh, I would like to think that my understanding and respect and love for ICP is apparent here. And with all that said, are we juggalos or not? Well, when we started this podcast, we were definitely saying we aren't juggalos, but I honestly couldn't tell you where we stand now. And I don't really know how to answer that question. I mean, what makes somebody... A juggalo. I mean, I was down with this way before most of these these kids and second deckers that rep ICP were now. I researched and learned more about ICP than most people have taken the time to do. I lived in that world, yep. moved on, came back to it. So what's that mean? I don't know. I mean, Aaron, can a person just claim juggalo? Is that how that works? So to start off, I absolutely tweeted the name for this podcast out as a joke because that's what I do. Right. right? I make funny jokes. Man. You're a jokester. I make jokes and I love making and, and Twitter finds some of my shittiest puns to the point where it's kind of like my character on my personal Twitter account is just this awful pun guy. Right. And fun guy. Y- you uh, are a fun pun guy. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, you're right. Then it, it it came into fruition, and I um I was nervous at first because my experience, which I've talked about in the early episodes, with juggalos growing up were the kids that wore ICP shirts in elementary school bullying me on the playground. You know what I mean? Like that's so that was and that's sort of the box that I put juggalos in. And then you know I grew up. I'm like okay, there's juggalos that they love icp that whole thing i'm gonna keep that over there that's they can do their thing then we actually started this podcast and i actually sat down and listened to icp 
without giving it, you know, and actually giving it actual thought. Mm-hmm. Like we said, I've heard one song before this podcast. I heard one ICP song one time in a, a tour van, which we believe was homies. But yes, we believe was homies. I think that's the what it was. And now I actually understand who ICP is, what they're about, what they've always stood for, what they've always stood against. And I have nothing but respect for them. And I think that the negative connotation that they get or have gotten in the past and that juggalos have gotten in the past and still get uh, shitty. It sucks. But I don't know if I can say I'm a juggalo or not. See, that's where I stand, too. Like, I, the fir- first and foremost, I want anybody who's listening to this, whether you're a juggalo or not, to know that this, no matter what we say, whether we like an album or not, whether we fuck up the facts or, or whatever, or we miss something, it's, it's all love and respect. There's, there's no judgment. We're not, we're not here to, to goof on juggalos or ICP, um, but can we claim to be juggalos ourselves and i have some thoughts on this real quick does it does does becoming a juggalo or being a juggalo does it come down to accepting that this is where you belong and it's a part of your life is there an action you need to take that qualifies you as a juggalo and here's where i'm coming from i'm vegan and straight edge i know why i believe in these things i know the scene and the people that exposed me and the bands that that exposed me to these ideas. And I know why I choose to live my life the way I do. I know what actions I need to take to not only personally know, but so that, you know, other people couldn't possibly judge me and say, no, you're not doing the things that make you vegan or straight edge, right? Or is there an element of being a juggalo that's about being accepted by the established community? Now, I'd say, and I've talked about this before, and there are probably people that would roll their eyes at this that come from certain parts of the scene, hardcore has always been a big part of my life. I've always considered Mm -hmm. myself to be a hardcore kid. I grew up going to hardcore shows. I've been in bands that I would consider to be hardcore bands, or at least that have a hardcore ethic at their their heart. But there are plenty of people out there that don't know shit about me, that think they're more hardcore or more dedicated who would try to tell me who I am and where I do or don't belong. And to be honest, I think being a juggalo is probably a combination of those two concepts. Who do you think you are? And who does the juggalo community think you are? You know what I mean? Right. And I think it's interesting that you kind of bring up the hardcore scene. I'm not trying to shit on local hardcore scenes. No. But I think every local hardcore scene has their fair share of gatekeepers mm-hmm. and kids that come into the the scene and think that they're hot shit and run things and try and dictate what's cool and what's can you know what you can make fun of just based off of you know what their personal opinions are right right and I and, and I don't know like obviously you and I both have pretty extensive you know use more so than me have pretty extensive backgrounds in being integral parts of those scenes yes so that's something we can speak with authority on what we can't speak with authority on is if that actually happens uh as well in the juggalo community right um now i hope it doesn't 
and and I haven't seen anything that points to the fact that it does. All the juggalos that you and I have had personal encounters with over the past year, they've been they've been very welcoming and cool and legit. I guess the the parallel I was drawing there is that we understand and get these sort of non-mainstream, underground, independent, very protected underground music scenes. Like, we get that. And I think that's possibly one of the things that allows us to, you know, feel or understand or at least, you know, draw some life parallels with, you know, the underground horrorcore and juggalo scene. Uh, So, with that said, are we juggalos? As you can tell, we're still kind of figuring that out. So maybe we'll wait until we we catch up to present on the reviews. Maybe we'll wait until we have all of all of the information and then step back and say, do we know where we stand and how we feel? But in the meantime, I'll tell you this. I don't know that my personal values are aligned with all of the ideals that the Juggalo community tends to support, but there are core values uh, that that are really at, central to ICP that are close to me, like a sense of personal independence, uh, a DIY ethic and, and musical ambition, perseverance and standing for your beliefs and living your life as the person you know you are, and especially things like not having any tolerance for racism. All of those things right. are part of my personal core values. And over the past year, I'll tell you, I've gained a renewed love and respect for ICP and what they've accomplished because they have done amazing things and continue to do so. And also for a lot of the music they've created and continue to create. It's crazy that I wasn't sure once we got into the more modern stuff if there'd be anything. And then they're dropping records that I end up, you know, either there's a song that I think is fucking amazing or the whole record, like uh, the one that we reviewed last week, Lost just amazing so yeah i guess i guess we're still waiting to find out as far as myself goes i'm gonna leave you with this i don't know just like eric i don't know if i'm a juggalo or not i don't know if i have enough information to to make that decision but i do know one thing and that is that at least once or twice a week outside of listening to the new release new for my ears release that we're going to review that week, I find myself listening to some ICP songs that I've already listened to. See, we we've made some growth as individuals. Oh yeah, we've we've overcome whatever apprehensions we had toward ICP or modern ICP, uh, and and learned about them and about ourselves in the process. And about ourselves. So there you go. There's the answer to: Are we juggalos or not? Uh, which is uh, not there's an the non-answer yeah, there's the non-answer <laughs> guys we have a review to get to but eric there are some things that we need to discuss before we get into this yes here's what you we said need. that like you know what i'm talking about no okay well maybe i don't what is there something beyond like the the info around the album but what would you like to discuss I checked out that Suicide Boys playlist you sent me. Oh, oh. I wanted to talk about it on air since we uh, we talked about it on air last week. And what did you think? Fucking fantastic. Right? So running through the 7th with my Wodies is a jam. Jam. A jam. And it might be my favorite Suicide Boys song. It's pretty I good. I hate that it has Puya in it. but 
Yeah, you know, and it's funny that uh. Puya verse is the one that kind of feels like it doesn't fit in the song, but it's not bad yeah. either. It, it's not bad, but also I think if I had never heard the version with him in it, and they put out the song minus that verse, is still I think I think it would not change my opinion. I think I'd still like it. Word. Dude, some of their their flows and verses are just like they bring a lot of like classic like bone thugs and harmony influence in. Oh yeah. But oh, it's yeah. it's dark and it's modern and it just there's something about it that just it gets me every time, man. Dude, if if you t- if you toss a saxophone on a beat, I'll fucking jam it. I'll I'll like it. Hell yeah. Um yeah, I just wanted to let you know I listened to it on my way to uh music video shoot yesterday uh and then again on the way home and i was just hyped the whole time to the point where i was listening to it when i was making my coffee this morning Fuck uh yes. before i did my last listen to through of the uh the album nice dude yeah i uh, on repeat for years like every year when spotify does my year in review <laughs> they're one of my top most listened to <laughs> artists so yeah i'm gonna um i'm definitely gonna save this playlist that you sent me and i i can't wait till you update it sick let's do we got we got something else to talk about here you just mentioned music video shoot and you may not be able to tell us what song it's for uh but sex tape dropped their new album last week i listened to it and man uh you know there's a lot of times when somebody you know is in a band or or something like that and you listen to it and you're like yeah, I like this. And maybe you do or maybe you don't go back and listen to it a lot. This one, this one really grabbed hold of me, man. I like, I really like what this is. It's just got such a, a vibe to it. And the, the EP turned out great. Dude, thank you so much. That it, Coming from a music connoisseur such as yourself, I do appreciate it. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I'm, I'm very glad that you, you dig it. Yeah, it uh, it's a huge weight has been lifted off my chest now that it's finally been been released. Well, uh, I hope you get uh, a lot of listens and a lot of uh, positive feedback on it. But Um, everybody should go check it out. It's on all the streaming platforms. Uh, The new EP by Sex Tape is called uh, Phantom Pain. It's named after your favorite Metal Gear Solid game, correct? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. The Phantom Pain. Yes, so the EP Phantom Pains, uh, plural, and then the first uh, song is Phantom Pain, which is very confusing. Yeah, why did you uh, do and it? I, not to get too deep into my own music here, but the first song is Phantom Pain, and that's kind of just the overview of sort of what the, the overall theme of the EP is. But every single other song uh, in in there, save one, which was a concept song, are aspects of my, my uh, more Phantom Pains. No, I actually, as soon as you said it, I understood the concept. The The right. title, yeah. Phantom Pains, relates to each of the songs on the album representing some sort of pains in your life. Correct, correct, correct. Right, right. The um, music video is for Long Drag, by the way. It's uh, the first yeah, it's not. Yeah. Not a, yeah, it's not a secret. <laughs> you want to hear something really weird? Yes. We are coming up on a year since we dropped the video for ego suicide and uh we're what a month or two away from uh when we dropped the ep i can't believe a year has gone by right it's and that that means that that ballista's ep that i worked on yeah is coming up on a, a on a year as well yeah yeah 
Fuck, insane. Man. Where did 2020 go and 2021 and life in general? Hopefully back to normal soon, but we'll see. And maybe next year there'll be a gathering again. And maybe next year we can go there and hang out. Guys, it's been a while since we've discussed this. We want to do a live recording at the gathering. We so do. So if anybody listening has any sort of control over that happening or connection, please let us know. Yeah. Hit us up. We would love, we would love to, to go there and uh, we're guys. We'll go all out, all out. I'm talking like we might bring like a film crew with us. Now that would be film the entire weekend. Uh, Now that's what I want to do. And we could do that. We, we have the guys, we have the means. I think both of us, would have to call in a couple favors for that, but we have the means on our end. We you know, need I don't, the I, means on your end. It wouldn't be that big of a favor. I think most people we know would be like, we're in. Yeah, most people would be like, hey, yes, I will film this and come with you. Yes. So yeah, uh, if you've got that connection, make it make it uh, make it known. Hit us up. Make it a rainbow connection. Oh, someday we'll find it. The lovers, the lovers, the dreamer, dreamers, oh, and and we. me. Uh, oh, we. And, oh, ooh, the lovers, the dreamers, and we. And see? ICUP with we. See, that's what we're talking. There we about. go. Perfect. Come on, guys. You, you tell me you don't want to hear this live at the gathering. Come on. Uh, <laughs> come on. Come on. Okay, Eric. We actually have something to talk about today. Yeah. And that is a full album still. <laughs> it, it, yeah. Yeah. We got a lot to get to. We have some info. We don't have, obviously, music of this year to talk about because it is still 2015. It is. We talked about it last episode. Mm-hmm. Hit us with your best shot, Eric. What do we need to know about this album? Well, uh, this album was originally scheduled to release on July 28th of 2015, uh, which would have been during the gathering that year. However, to better align with the industry shift to Friday album releases, it came out on July 31st, which was just following that year's gathering. I think, though, from what I was reading, that they still basically launched the album at the gathering, so I think you could still buy it there even before it, like, launched worldwide right that makes sense now we i predicted this last week not knowing anything about these albums uh having listened to lost and knowing that found was coming that the next album was this one's going to be happy and funny and stuff and in an interview with billboard even before it came out violent j stated this album will have the comedy and upbeat songs on it so no big surprise there but that's that's kind of what we got here the first single released from this album uh, for pre-order customers was Juggalo Party. That was a digital download. We talked about that. They did that for um, Lost as well, where if you pre-ordered, they'd give you a download of one song. Again, right. very common within that time frame. It does not appear that they released any videos for the songs on this album, which is kind of a surprise to me. Uh, they Strange. did... Like three of them from the last album, nothing from this one. And I can't imagine why that is because there's a lot here that is upbeat, fun stuff that probably would have been fun to make videos for. Not sure what the deal was there, but the uh, just like the previous 
album. This was recorded at the Lotus Pod and Rusty's Boom Room, which is the studio at Violent J's house. I've seen it listed as Boom Boom Room and just Boom Room, but I think it's officially Rusty's Boom Room with one boom. It's not Boom Boom. No, not Boom Boom, but that's still funny. It is still funny. Because as we established, uh, Boom Boom is when you shit on somebody. Yes. Back when we played Bang Bang Pow Pow Boom Boom. I remember playing Bang Bang Pow Pow Boom. We need to play that more often. We definitely do. We definitely (laughs) do. Also, much like Lost, longtime collaborators and producers Mikey Clark and Legs Diamond were not involved in the recording of this album. However, they do get a shout out in one of the songs. But like on the last one, it was produced by Mike P, Young Wicked, and Seven. So Mike P handled two tracks on this one. Young Wicked from Axe Murder Boys produced four, and Michael Seven Summers produced six. Brian Kuma, again, mixed the album and was producer for one track. So that's the info about this album. There is one other quick thing I want to touch on here. We haven't talked about this much recently, although we have in the past. We did a whole episode dedicated to Twisted at the end of season one. Um, But behind the scenes, there's some tension brewing at Psychopathic Records. So even though Twisted, at this point, to everybody's knowledge still cool with ICP, they technically left the label in 2012 to sort of make it on their own, even though they still appeared at gatherings and did shows and stuff, but they've been slowly distancing themselves. Notice how they really haven't shown up on most of the recent ICP releases. We'll hear them here or there maybe once in a while. No, no, no surprise there that something might've been going on. Uh, In October of 2014, so just a few months before uh, Lost was released, Twisted started their own label called Magic Ninja Entertainment. Now, I watched an interview, a more recent one with Violent J, where he said he was fully supportive of it. You guys want to be independent? Go do it. That's what you need to do. Uh, He even said, I support you starting your own label. Put the Hatchet Man as your logo or modify it or do something just to show people that it's all part of the family. But Twisted decided they didn't want to do that. It started causing a rift there. And in 2014, Blaze left Psychopathic to join Magic Ninja Entertainment. Uh-oh. In the coming episodes, I don't think it's any shock that that there is a, a big divide in the Juggalo community now and in underground music and between Twisted and ICP. It's coming. I'm just I'm just prepping us for for when it when it happens. I can't wait. It's an interesting thing. And also kind of sad. Very interesting thing, yes. I think a lot of people want them to just uh, bury the hatchet man, so to speak, and uh, oh my goodness. reconcile. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. So that's what, that's, <laughs> that's what I've got. That's catching you up on some of the tea with, with Twisted and ICP there. And also uh, everything you need to know about the marvelous missing link found. Welcome to I Give You Tea About Twisted and ICP with We. That rhymed really well. Thank you. I'm a poet, and I wasn't even previously aware. That, yeah, you nailed it. (laughs) Nailed it. (laughs) Nailed it, guys. Yeah. I mean, did that joke just shut you down, Eric? Are you okay? Yeah, no, I'm good, man. Uh, (laughs) I suppose we should... uh, we should get into the actual review, though, right? 
Like it's about time, I think. We got to start where we always start. One hour into recording, yeah. Let's go ahead and crack <laughs> open the review. <laughs> so what? It'll be a little bit longer episode. We had some shit to talk about. It'll be guys. The Juggalo stuff was important. Okay, important. hold on, hold on to your trap pants. <laughs> okay, let's get it, guys. Let's get into our review. Starting with our thoughts, obviously. As usual, on the album cover, Eric, this is clearly the same guy, but de-masked. Correct, correct. Because that mask was built specifically for the shape of his sort of hourglass head there. Very strange head, yes. Yes. Undeniable that this is the same guy. Obviously, he does not have a mask. He has chains on his face. He does. Uh, I like him better without the mask i do too uh somehow even though the background of this album cover is white this reads more like traditional joker card to me this looks like a joker's card right i agree i 100 percent agree there's still more colors and detail than first deck era but we've discussed that second deck is a little more detailed has a little more colors this aligns with the faces of the second deck and i get the concept right i get the you know you are you're lost you're you're trapped right now this is yeah. the free yeah, yeah, yeah. version right so yeah i like this cover better than lost i don't know after listening to this album if this cover makes sense for it but okay whatever uh, I don't know what cover would make sense for this album. No, I, I truly don't understand. One other thing I don't understand is who this character is. You know, normally, if we're talking about a Joker's card and there's a character, they represent an aspect of the Dark Carnival. They have some sort of sway over what happens to you after you die, whether it's judgment or whatever. These The concept of these two albums, Missing Link, is is more of a perspective on your life do you have you lost your missing link have you have you found your link are you you know in the dark or have you found the light are you on a path i don't know who the character is they never really address how this figure factors into being a part of the carnival so you're right after a joker's card after listening through a traditional joker's card you can point at that character and say this one does this right Right. Like this is its purpose. Right. This one you can't because it's not about the care. Like the character is clearly only because that's the Joker's card format is to put one on an album cover. Right. Like I know Um, Jake and Jack Jekyll are going to juggle your, your sins and good deeds. And if uh, you, you have too many sins, they're going to start dropping the balls and then you're, you're doomed after that. Right. Like this guy, I don't know if he helps you find your missing link or or what it is. Yeah, I don't know. I if he found it and and this is what he found this album, I probably would have told him to keep it. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> is that is that tipping my hand too much? Maybe. And, and I don't know that I fully feel that way, but I did when we well, we'll get to it. I was going to say at first I thought I kind of felt that way, but yeah. Right? Uh so guys, that's our thoughts on the album cover or or our non thoughts really. <laughs> Uh, clean looking album cover. Yeah. Clean. Nice. All right. Well guys, let's, uh, dilly dally. No further. Eric, if you dilly, just make sure you don't dally. Okay. Have you ever listened to that band? Dilly dally. I like them. I have not. No. 
they they've kind of got this like sort of post grunge throwback feel. It's pretty good anyway. Um, fuck man, let's talk about this album. <laughs> let's get to it, track by track, starting with the intro track, guys. This is a release that is 14 songs, 58 minutes. Uh, And uh, that's perfect. Felt great to listen to this morning. Yes. Yes. The intro is obviously the first song. Uh, Eric, run me through it. Uh, I I wonder how many times we've reviewed a track called intro now. I might go back and count. (laughs) Uh, That would be good, like fun fact. Yeah. Yeah. So this aligns very much with the intro from Lost. But this one doesn't connect with me personally quite in the same way. Maybe because I don't have the kind of inner peace that Jump Study is describing. Maybe because it leans heavily into faith and salvation and belief in a higher power, which is also not really part of what I've got going on. However, I think it it works really well to open this album up. So what, what were your thoughts? Yeah, uh, this does not resonate with me at all either, but for what it is supposed to be introducing, which is this album, uh, it's effective. Yeah. And it works, right? Exactly. Um, the ambiance and the music, very well produced. I mean, I, I noticeably, I thought, oh man, this sounds really good. Yeah, and that that's consistent across this album, just like, Lost was a good sounding album. Good. One hundred percent. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Cool. Well, hey, uh, that was the intro. That's the intro, and it it takes us straight into Found, uh, which there was a song called Lost on the previous album. This is Found. What did you think of Found? Another uh, little stinker of a uh, title track, in my opinion. Um, man, there's some. Uh, so the beat obviously was a continuation of the uh, intro, which is good because I just complimented how great it sounded. Uh, I liked it going into found as well. The song though, I don't know. I don't know. It just, it feels cheesy. And I think it's because I'm listening to them rap about God, you know, or at least shaggy rapping about God, right? Man, violent J singing again where they combated that so well on the last album. This song, it feels cheesy. It feels not genuine. And for that, it was it was like a massive eye roll for me. Uh, what were your thoughts? You know, I don't know if I fully felt that way, but I definitely get you on this one. I think the beat and the music is sick. I think the flows feel really good. And again, I'm not aligned with everything they're saying, um, leaning very heavily into a more traditional sense of religious faith. Now, there's no secret that that there is a um, a belief in God or a higher power that is part of what ICP does, that it's uh, a guiding force behind some of the perspectives and morality in their music. They made it very clear in Thy Unveiling at the end of the Wraith Shangri-La. Right. And I don't, though, feel that they've ever talked about faith in a in a more traditional sense. And in this song, it does feel like that. There are samples that bookend this uh, of a man talking about becoming a born-again Christian. And this it, the, the cool thing about those samples is it kind of have you ever listened have you ever listened to Stick to Your Guns? They have those albums Hope Division and Diamond and they've got all those sort of that that 
spiritual leader um, speaking samples throughout it. And uh, this message is different, but the feeling kind of felt like that. But this guy is, you know, saying, uh, you know, I I searched in in drugs and in alcohol and in in women and anything I could, but um, the only thing that that worked for him is accepting his savior and being saved. Plus, this song, there's no foul or vulgar language, and everything about it reads as a contemporary Christian track. I don't hate it. The song is decent for what it is. The vibe is good. I like the chorus, but. Yeah, I, I don't know. It's an interesting song. Probably not for me. Fair enough. Absolutely. Yeah. And honestly, I think maybe maybe my background of growing up in a very religious household where Christian contemporary music was extremely prevalent, whether it be around the house working, you know, doing chores it was on or in the car going places it was on, right? Yeah. That I... I think maybe my extensive background with that growing up pointed to it being on more of the cheesy side for me because I have experience. I don't know, but this this Does track makes sense. Absolutely, has it, it vibes with that contemporary Christian or, or Christian hip hop? It definitely, yeah. uh, definitely vibes with it. It definitely, I don't know. It just it felt not real, and I think it's because I knew it was an ICP song. I don't but like compared to other christian contemporary music yeah yeah maybe it's actual yeah christian contemporary music. So, right. so you question it and you say is this is this what it sounds like or is it not i i didn't question right. the sincerity of it although this album in general is so for the most part save a few tracks blindly <clears throat> positive and uplifting and optimistic that it can't all be a legitimate feeling all the time. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. But I get what they're um, doing with it. Perfect. Perfect. Well, guys, let's go ahead and move on to uh track number three. That is going to be a track titled get clowned. Eric, what are your thoughts? Well, the second this song started, it, it fucked me up because he starts it with abracadabra. And I was ready for boom, shock a day. And then he doesn't do that. He just keeps, I'm like, no, you started, you started this the same way as Hocus Pocus. And it's funny. I was listening to it in the car and Christy heard it and she goes, no, that's wrong. No, boom, shock really? a day. <laughs> that's what, what do you know? Um, this song sounds like ICP after the first two tracks there, you know, it, this is a, uh, you know, we've talked about this before. Make an AI listen to a thousand hours of ICP. This is the song it would put out. Right. It, the beat is fun. The song is is not like one of my favorites, but it sounds good and it's fun. The lyrics, af, coming out of such serious and uplifting tracks, these lyrics veer into stupid at times. They, I mean, the chorus yeah. is, get clowned, pie to your face, foot up your anus, nuts on your chin, and we do it again. <laughs> I don't... There's there's a couple cool lines in it. I liked when Shaggy said, "When our wagons come to your town, we only pick up the found," which I've never thought that was true. I always thought maybe maybe I'm maybe I'm con- confused, but I always thought the carnival came to the town and passed judgment and and took away the wicked and evil evil people. Maybe you get on the wagons if you're good. You go to one of the attractions and and go to hell if if you're bad. I don't know. But I thought that was an interesting line. 
Uh, I don't, what did you think Th- about this? That song? is an interesting uh, perspective. Yeah. Uh, so my first note is this sounds more like ICP. <laughs> yes. Yes. Um, this is absolutely a classic sounding uh, ICP song, and I think Brian Kuma did an incredible job with the mix of it. So, yeah, that abracadabra line, um, good catch. It was he should have he should have just it did the boom shock a day. I don't know why. You're right. This song is very silly. There are some lyrics that don't age well at all. <laughs> yes. Uh, uh, but the part I about think, being in prison. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. But the way he says uh, anus, he rhymes anus and penis. Yeah. It was it was a clever rhyme scheme. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> I just really wish uh, it was consensual that yeah. they were talking about. Yeah. Um. Anyway. I'm not going to sit here and, and shit all, all over them for it. Um, the chorus was kind of lame, but I fucking, I mean, it, it was the chorus that was stuck in my head this week. Hey, Honestly, I mean, it, it did the job. It was catchy. It was not bad. I was not, I was not mad that it was stuck in my head. Shaggy's verse went hard as fuck. I liked this. I thought, I thought this was a pretty, pretty good song. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I don't. Man, there's something just feels wrong about the skit at the end, though. There's a lot wrong about it. It's not funny, but it also kind of is funny. But why is this the only skit on the entire album? There are no other skits. This is it. I don't understand why. It's so odd to me that two days later, I was in the shower and I was thinking, why was that the only skit on the album? (laughs) Shower thoughts. Yeah. You think about ICP in the shower? Yeah. Makes sense. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, I. it's the only skit, and they do a voice in there that just, ugh. Yeah. Mm. Really not, uh, not great. But also, um, they fucked it up. It's somebody calling from a collection agency, and I'll, it's funny that they fuck up Shaggy's real name quite, quite badly. Joey Utsalitzler. But instead of, I was so ready for him to say, fuck off. And he doesn't. He says, fuck you. And I'm like, what? Subverting expectations. That's what this song does. The, the, absolutely. The fuck off was, was absent. Absent. Uh, Because it was something, the first time I listened, I was like, oh, he's about to hit hit him with the meanest fuck off in the entire world. No. <laughs> no. Uh and it left me feeling confused and hurt. <laughs> <laughs> like there was a fuck off shaped hole in your heart that just needs to be filled. <laughs> it needs to be filled, Shaggy. Uh, shaggy baby, come fill it. Oh god. Don't ever <laughs> say that like that again. <laughs> wow. Oh yes. Fuck it. Let's move on to track 4. This one is called Okay. And Aaron, did you think this song was okay? This song was musically better than okay. It was pretty good. Lyrically, at best, it was okay. So I was, I'm really vibing with the beat. I think the common theme across this entire album is, is even though a lot of these songs are, are stinkers, musically, I very much so enjoyed um, I thought the flows were whack. I thought the chorus rather was unimaginative and um, whack. I mean, we'll all be okay over and over and over again. And then in the sun or in the rain, one day we'll be okay. 
Uh, I mean, it's a positive song. Yeah. I just don't know if they know how to do positive well, uh, especially in like verse three. Shaggy's, you know, saying car accident, house burned down, peep, peep the news, it, you know, and then just saying better days on the horizon, ending ending the the entire verse is sooner or later we'll all get through it. Open the shade, sunshine flies in, better days. Um, it's 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 weird hearing this sort of optimism from them. Not that I don't think that they can do it well. I just think that they haven't shown us so far yet that they can. Yes. I would love to hear your thoughts. Well, my thoughts are I hate this song, but I also don't hate this song. Okay. This song is the equivalent of one of those inspirational quotes that your aunt posts on Facebook, right? Oh, yeah. But, like, kind of fuck me, though, if it doesn't ring true in some capacity. I think it it lands pretty well and... Maybe we all need to be reminded that whatever the fuck we're dealing with, whatever darkness we're in, even when it feels hopeless, there's something on the other side of it, right? Which I've literally, I think, said at every show we've played in the past couple of years. Uh, That's just part of, you know, my setup for some of the songs that we play. Uh, So I get that concept. But I don't know. I didn't love the music. Uh, I think it sounded good, even if I didn't personally prefer this it's so optimistic and generic it's hard to get behind and yet i do get it one of the things that i i did notice is that the chorus in this song and some of the other ones they have this almost sort of cartoony children's music thing going on with these high-pitched like almost childlike voices layered in it's very odd to listen to yeah, um, it, man it it rings true i just i don't see myself when I'm in a down mood saying, man, I need to pick me up. Let me listen to OK by ICP. Maybe for some people, it's what they need to hear. And maybe it works for them. You know, and more power to them. I'm not going to I'm not going to discount them for that. Yeah. Or double check them. Discount double check. I, yeah, I got you. OK, good. Guys, let's move on to the next song. Uh, and that is <laughs> a song called <laughs> Lost at the Carnival. <laughs> Eric, what do you got? Uh confusing that this song is included on this album uh i'm really into this beat though there's a there's a mood here right it fits the 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 beat and the theme of the song go together really well uh which i would say is pretty consistent for this entire album they even if it's a song i didn't like or a concept i thought was dumb i feel like they did a great job of matching concept to music and this one does that it's about a kid apparently a kid being lost at the carnival can't find his parents uh or their parents i don't know that they specify that it's a he but i remember being lost at a store when i'm a kid i couldn't imagine getting lost at a carnival uh must be scary as hell Uh, i like the flows and the lyrics here i love the sound of the chorus it's got this big sort of sweeping carnival feel This track, though, feels like it should have been on Lost. The fucking song is called Lost at the Carnival, and it's a very dark song. This would have been a perfect fit for that album. So it's interesting that it's here. I will say I didn't see the twist at the end coming, the this is your personal hell. I think being lost at the Carnival is scary enough, but it was kind of fun. Has conceptually some late 90s ICP feel, so I kind of dug that. But what did you think? Yeah, so I thought that they executed this musically, like you said, they executed this concept perfectly. 
I was very excited when I when I realized how well they're executing it. Very fun concept being a kid lost at a carnival. I also fucking hate the fact that it's not on Lost. I want to know the story there. Why the fuck? And and even even if this was written for Lost and it didn't really fit the uh, the tone, then put it on a forgotten freshness. Yeah, I mean, maybe it's a little too funny or silly, but it, it doesn't come across as too goofy. Like, swap this with how. No. Put how from Lost on this and put this That's um, true. in its place. Yeah. I don't know. Um, now, I will say, uh, so at the end, it's revealed that uh, his parents are dead and that he is forever to be lost at the carnival. Mm-hmm. Um, they're in hell, all, th- all three of them. Yes. Now... Shout out Mushy Mustard transcriber on Genius.com who pointed out that uh, the lyrics inside you find your father, his eyes glow red. Um, he's on display at the wall of it's weird. The wall of the hall of death. <laughs> and then there's your mother with fangs chained to a post eyes glow red fangs chained. This is all imagery of the album artwork character. I I guess so. The the glowing red eyes and fangs it's and not chains. Like, I don't think it's meant to like be an obvious like your parents were this character or or, or anything like that or even that it's a good reference. There's but just some you know, parallels there. It's par. There's par- parallels. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. Um, honestly, the worst par- part about the song was the chorus. I wasn't really vibing with the chorus a lot, but the beat, the music was great. Uh, I think that the concept was fun. I think they could have done it better, maybe, but I think they did pretty well with it. Um, I liked it. And uh, at this, po- it was at this point when I was writing down my notes. The the uh, production on this album is so damn good because that's one uh, one thing I will give them is that the production on this album is damn good. It's damn good, damn good. It's f- honestly finger licking good. I've just pictured you listening to this and licking your fingers, all of them. <laughs> yeah, at once. I've both I've uh both hands stuffed into my mouth. Oh, I just pictured you with your hands in front of you and just licking your fingers incessantly back and forth while you listen. <laughs> finger licking, finger licking, finger licking. There finger we go. Licking, licking. All right, let's let now let's go to track 6. <laughs> Mr. White Suit. Tell us what is going on with this. Man, there's a guy this it, it's a story about a local legend called Mr. White Suit who is I mean he's god right like that's just right that was that was my are. take on it that this is a um, metaphor for god and the salvation he offers right yes yeah he uh he passed the hungry they get meals he passed the sick they feel better he passed the poor they get cheddar uh Mr. White Suit cures your cancer this is god I I don't it's a positive uplifting song. This is definitely a song that deserves to be on found. Right, it's the right place uh, for it because uh, you know it's it's in the it's in the right place. Um I think it's the one thing that I love about this song. And this might be other than the music cuz I I do like the beat. I think the beat is dope. The only other thing that I like about this song is that in verse 3 they mention he has a white Kangol hat. Yes. I think it's hilarious. Um, beat is dope. Chorus was cheesy as fuck. I don't know. This song wasn't that great. I think it's in the right place. I think uh, at best they executed it fine, but I hated the chorus. What were your thoughts? 
I get what they're doing with this thing, right? It's got that, and I'm going to use the term bad, which is subjective, but it's got that bad early 2000s R&B dance music thing going. This is not a beat or a sound that I can get into. This is not, this is not for me. And from top to bottom, there's not much here that I like. Um, from the the verses to the chorus to the the concept is odd to me. Uh, I yes, I I also listened to it twice and then I went, okay, this is a metaphor for God. I get it. Uh, man in the white yeah. suit that brings wealth and healing and positivity to people that need it. But I did think it was interesting as each verse goes. I'm not sure if they sat down and had a vision for what this person looks like, but each verse they kept throwing out more bits of description and I'm like, okay, mm-hmm. so this guy's taller than everybody else. So you can see him from anywhere. He wears a white Kangol hat. He dresses in all white, even his shoes and the bottom of his shoes are white. Everything he says rhymes. I'm like, this guy sounds really interesting. But with that said, yeah, I don't like this. I would absolutely skip this track. I, th- I think listening to it, uh, to gather intel for the podcast is probably going to be the only time. <laughs> yeah, this is not my my jam. No, I agree. Let's move on to a song which uh, could be your jam. Who knows? We'll find out momentarily. And that is a song called Pineapple Pizza. <laughs> um, real quick, not to get into a big conversation. Is that a thing you like? Do you like pineapple pizza? I have to be in an incredibly specific mood, which I'm rarely ever in. Okay. To have pineapple on pizza. <laughs> uh, I don't mind mixing pineapple into some savory things. I don't. I don't think I'd like it on pizza. So with that, I'll say I'm so glad this isn't literally a song about pineapple pizza. <laughs> I thought it. Well, I, read, yeah, yeah. I looked at the title and I'm like, please don't make a whole song about this. This would be so weird. Uh, I. I. Same boat. Same boat. Yeah. Absolutely. The beat is fine. It's kind of fun. There's some weird sounds in it that I couldn't help but think that's the sound of chunks of pineapple pouring out of a can. I don't know why that's what I thought. (laughs) Um, I kind of like the story and the way Jay and Shaggy trade off here telling it. You know, it's uh, Jay meets this girl that, you know, okay, and he's at at her house and they have pineapple pizza and red fago and they listen to i'll be sure and she's got cinnamon lip gloss or whatever and somebody's pounding on the door but they ignore it and then shaggy's like wait a minute i've got a girl and she has all those things and i was pounding on her door the other night but they wouldn't open. and they realize she's playing both of them so they decide to burn down her house which obviously is a thing you would do um right <laughs> i didn't really like the chorus but it reminded me of this old MC Ren song, who was part of NWA, uh, that we always used to laugh at and uh, don't don't screenshot me. But the chorus of the song is, the bitch is a hoe, I just thought I'd let you know. And this, this kind of has that a hoe is a hoe thing going on. It just, you know, I don't know. It's got big time bizarre era vibes to me. And although I don't hate the song, I'd probably skip this one as well. I'd just go right past six and seven. But what did you think? uh pineapple pizza guys first of all verse one she had sim- cinnamon flavored lipstick when she blew me it burned my dipstick <laughs> uh i love love the, the the fact that he's saying dipstick for his penis i think that's hilarious guys i used to be the king of writing down funny lines yes i haven't been writing much down anymore because i haven't had lines that have genuinely made me be like ah, <laughs> i see what you did there you like this that one, one did. Yeah. I liked dipstick. I I did. I, I don't know uh, if maybe I was just 
sleep deprivation at the time. So I, the first time I listened to it was like at two in the morning. Oh shit! Or what? But uh, I like Dipstick. <laughs> um, the chorus I don't like. No. I mean, let me just go ahead and say it. the song I don't like. Yeah. Uh, I think. Uh, well, I think the music and the beat are great. Again, that's a common theme here. I think the the story is a funny concept. I think it could have possibly been uh, been better. In fact, I would have loved to see this like 1990s, early 2000s ICP do this song. And it totally would have worked back then. I th- I absolutely think it would have worked. Yes, but now very skippable. I agree. Yeah, not terrible, but I don't need to come back. I heard it once. I'm good with it. Yeah. All right, let's then skip on to the next song. This one is called Juggalo Party. And did you get down with this? How many Juggalo anthems are they going to put out? Uh, they will keep doing it, of course. Look at it. Look at their, con- their their situation. They are ICP. They have a legion of adoring fans. They got to keep yeah. dropping those anthems. I mean, that makes... It, man, if I was a Juggalo and I was listening to... Uh, you know, Violent Jace talking about hanging out the windows, spraying Fago as we ride. I think I might get pretty pumped. I do the music. I've, I was vibing with the music with this one so hard. Absolutely. I think the flows were really, really good. Honestly, I wasn't super upset with how they executed this song. I think it's kind of weird because it kind of gets into like talking about I cracked Beelzebub's head with the butt of my gun, like the devil came. Shaggy Two Dope also talked about sing along with Zug Island playing an acoustic set. No thanks. I'm okay. <laughs> I have that note. I was like, yeah, uh, yeah, nah. I'll I'll probably be uh be elsewhere. Maybe that's when I kind of walk off site to maybe go grab like a sandwich or something, like get some dinner with friends, you know? Right. Walk across um, the street to the gas station, pick up a drink. Before you yeah. set, yeah, get get a nice little Arizona iced tea or something to to sip on while you walk back. But when you say that, I picture uh, Tom Cat's West and yeah, walking and walking, to walking the across quick trip. the street. Yes, walking to quick yeah, trip. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> absolutely. Well, that's what I would do during Zug Island's acoustic set. Yeah, and then I would uh, say, "Hey, great set, bro. Could I borrow a cable?" Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, that's definitely the uh, the set that everybody I feel like would go. That's the smoke break yes. set. I think. Yes. Good times, man. I miss shows. Fuck. Yeah, me too. <laughs> I, you know, honestly, here, Eric. Here's a question for you. Yes, sir. If Mister White Suit appears to you and says, "Hey, everything can go back to normal." It can it, it can be 100% safe and socially acceptable to play shows again with the snap of my fingers. But all I require from you is to watch for the rest of the year. Once a week, you have to watch Zug Island perform an acoustic set for half an hour to just you. Once a week? Would you do it? Does that benefit apply to everybody in the world? Does Can everybody go back to playing shows and stuff? Yes. Yes. Shows are back to normal. I would do it. You you would make the uh, the sacrifice. Yeah, yeah. I, I think I would too. I think I would too. Yeah, and maybe after um, a year, I'd be actually maybe after a couple of months in, I'd be like, you know what? I'm kind of starting to dig some of these songs. And then by a year, and I'd be like, I don't ever want to hear yeah. these songs again. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. 
Uh, so, Juggalo Party. This song is so positive from the second it starts. Shaggy's talking about how happy he is and how good he's doing and how good he feels. And the way he says it, I believed it. It made me feel good to hear him say that because I, I want to hear my friends say that. I want to feel that way. I want my friends to feel that way, right? Right. And then Jay's verse started and he immediately starts about getting his dick sucked and it just deflated all the positivity out of the song for me. <laughs> this is a weird song because there are things about it I like, but I don't like the song. And I really, the production is great, but I don't like the music because the music in the chorus is like a cross between Black Eyed Peas, Tonight Is Gonna Be A Good Night, and Katy Perry's Firework. I kept waiting. When they like do that build up for the chorus, I was like, is, is Katy Perry going to like bust out with like, baby, you're a firework. I was like, ready for it. Um, right. <laughs> I liked Shaggy's verse. I thought it painted a picture. I'd like that he shouts out Mikey Clark, AMB, and Legs Diamond. That was cool as hell. Um, oh, sick. There's good stuff in the song. I don't think I like this song, but if you're at the gathering or something and they they jam this like to close a set one night, you're out there dancing with your friends and having a good time. Oh, so, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's my thought. Perfect. And, and I do want to mention one line before we move on, and it is towards the beginning of the song. Obviously, you said that Violent J talked about getting his dick sucked immediately. Yeah, I mean, I think that that the sexual stuff probably could have been left off, especially if this was going to be a proper juggalo anthem, right? But she said goodbye and didn't even kiss my cheek. She was polite as fuck because on her lips was skeet. I mean, come on. Well, okay, so that line is funny. But Shaggy also in his verse talks about fucking some girl in a sleeping bag. But... It felt like it was part of the flow. It didn't feel like Violent J's was kind of yeah, crass and yeah. vulgar because of the detail. And that's why I was kind of like, uh, you know, okay, fine. But because, because fucking a hottie in a sleeping bag in the in the dark park, which, by the way, Shaggy rhymed park and park. I mean, come on. Um, <laughs> but but fucking a hottie in a sleeping bag in the dark park. He doesn't say any like. I, me, we terms, right? And he doesn't that talk about statement that everybody chants or sings. You right, know what I mean? Right. And he doesn't talk about getting kissed on the cheek with skeet covered lips or the lack, <laughs> lack, lack thereof. Right. Um, awesome. Guys, that is Juggalo Party. We're going to move on to our next song, track number nine, The Midway, which, I mean, one can only assume would be. A, uh, a love track to their favorite Chicago airport. So we'll see if that's the case. Eric, what do you got? Uh, well, first off, I'm an O'Hare guy all day, but... Hey, O'Hare till I die, baby. Right. No, I like this beat a lot. Uh, I like the concept and the flows. It states some universal truths about midway games. They tease you with awesome prizes, but what you get is mm -hmm. bullshit. The games are fixed, but you're going to keep coming back and you're going to keep wasting money on it, right? This song feels like an extension of Lost at the Carnival. There's a line in Lost at the Carnival where they talk about you, you, oh, you, you decide to check the midway and that was a bad move. And there's people heckling, hey, it's just a buck, you know, and it's like, feels like this zeroed in on that specific aspect and made a song about it. 
And just like that song, I expected there to be a twist at the end, maybe some kind of message or deeper meaning. But this was this show was literally just about midway games at the carnival, not even at the dark carnival, just at any fucking carnival. This is what midway games are like. And they're ex- yeah. they're exposing the truth. <laughs> uh, and this I thought, it, I not, kinda, yeah, I liked it. But what do you think? This was not dark carnivals. I fully thought that we were going to get some sort of reveal at the end that would make it dark carnival specific. Yes. But it is not. It Yeah, it is just them explaining this really shitty thing that happens in the world, right? <laughs> and it's not like they do a bad job of explaining it, you know? And, and like, Violent J's flows were solid. Shaggy's flows were solid. The music, once again, was so fucking good. The chorus, once again, sucked ass. But where where tie tie us into the dark guys this is a joker's card do you know that <laughs> do you know that you're making a joker's card tie us into the dark carnival please it's man it sucks because this is such a fantastic idea and it's not even like like that they executed it poorly musically or lyrically or flows the only thing that they did bad in my opinion on this song is they didn't tie it in. Same. I actually liked all the elements of the song. The chorus didn't even really bother me. But I was like, man, I feel like there was an opportunity here. And again, they've done a lot of subverting expectations on this album. Maybe that was intentional. I don't know. Yeah, maybe. I do love the fact that uh, at the uh, there's there's an interlude in here where Shaggy says, hit up one of our many on-site ATMs. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that was funny. Because, I mean, like, it's just like uh, going to a casino, right? You're, like, within five feet of an ATM right? at all times. Yes, <laughs> like, absolutely. Uh, I just th- thought that was a very, very funny thing to, like, incorporate in to make it feel like it's so money-grabby, you yeah. know? That was a very clever line in the interlude. Um, but, yes, guys, to round this one off, Hey, good song. I really wish they would have tied it together. Also, we're a Chicago O'Hare podcast. Chicago Midway can go get fucked. Right. Shout outs to all of our O'Hare people. Hey, shout outs to the O'Hare homies. All right. Well, Aaron, I fucked a cop. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Eric, I'm, how'd it go? Uh, oh, you wanted to, this, uh, that's what the song is called. Right. I just wanted you to talk about it. Oh, I thought you were just bragging about uh, having sex with a, uh, an officer of the law. No, I know that didn't happen. Cool. Cool. Good. Uh, good. So my, <laughs> my first, and this, you could tell that this, it was about two thirty now at this point when I, when, when this song came on uh, the first time, because my first note is. Hey, I don't think this is what fuck the police means. <laughs> <laughs> but maybe it is. Because listen but to that beat. It, it sounds is. like an old school like NWA or Dr. Dre beat. Like It's so sick. <laughs> it sounds like they took like uh, a lot of inspiration from like a song like Deep Cover. And then I wouldn't doubt that the concept of fuck the police sort of inspired this. I think you're onto something. Yeah, it's... So this is a, a Shaggy Two Dope solo cut, uh-huh. right? And one thing Shaggy can do well is rap about his penis and having sex. That's I think. True. Yes. I love the fact. I think. I think what they went he- with here 
is that like, yeah, I fucked the cop, but man, her pussy was whack. <laughs> like, like cops are bad at like this. This is cops are bad at sex, right? Because it's revealed at the end into her bedroom when we finally fucked. That's why I'm the man, though. The Nedden sucked. Man, the beat was dope. The flows were so fucking good. And I just think it's hilarious that like he rides with this cop all day only to fuck her finally. And it sucked ass. <laughs> yeah. I, it was like like waste of a day, basically, is, is I, kind of how it vibed with, you know? There's a line where he like says, okay, well, we, we have to do a drug bust together. And I asked if I could help. And then I was like, uh, you know, can we get more units or something? He's like, now I'm starting to sound like the bitch. And I was like, that's funny. <laughs> yeah, that's good. Uh, <laughs> also, the line, she had a bush like the one in my front yard. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> oh man. man, that's I don't know. I don't know about that, this song. This is a good uh, I I want to hate this song, but there's just such like uh, the comedy aspect alone. This I one's mean, straight comedy song, right? I Oh, absolutely. It sounds like a Lonely Island song, especially the chorus, because it's like, I fucked a cop, I fucked a cop. Yeah. Who can say they fucked a cop? And I was like that Lonely Island would write this. But then I also thought, I don't know, anybody married to or that dated a cop could say they fucked a cop. I don't know. Yeah, I don't think I know anybody personally who has fucked a cop. Hey, if you've ever fucked a cop, let us know. <laughs> Guys, hit us up on Twitter. World Wide Web, the acronym for it at least, dot twitter.com slash I-C-U-P-W-W-E. I, I also love the fact that they started at a donut shop. That right. he 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 or he was like I was starving, so I walked to a donut shop. We order, you know, I ordered whatever, uh, and then someone ordered the same as me, and then the cop was just like, "Can I join you?" Right? It kind of uh, makes me want donuts, but man, it doesn't it. Yeah, donuts sound good. Yeah. Uh, so uh, anyway, uh, this song, I enjoyed it. You, okay, I I enjoyed hearing it once. It's not something I'll come back to. Let me clarify. I enjoyed it. I don't think it's like playlist worthy. I don't think it's a song that I honestly, I may never go back to it, but from what we've gotten so far on this album, it's definitely up there as a a standout track. It stands out. No doubt about that. It stands out guys. Next song. The world is out. Yours not ours it's yours the, the world is yours whose world is this that's a this reference uh it's mine, it's yeah mine, it's mine <laughs> whose world is this okay anyway uh, th- this is another incredibly positive and upbeat uh sounding beat uh you know it, it's a decent track though uh, you know if you're if you're into this if you're looking for something to feel good i think i like it better than some of the other upbeat and positive tracks on this album that cartoony thing is back on the hook with the like layered in like childlike voices and stuff. Yeah. There's some weird lines in this one. There's a line where Shaggy says, you can be a cannibal, a vegan, a slob. And I don't know if it's, you can be, if there's, if there's an implied or between those things, or if he means all of those things. And I wondered if it's possible to be all of them, which I, I don't think so. Uh, there's another line where Violent J says, even the president has shit stains. Um, and in some cases might be one. 
I, I, I think this is, uh, this song is way more inspirational than what I usually like to listen to, but the song is decent. What'd you think? Uh, yeah, this song was extremely inspirational. I'm not used to listening or writing inspirational music. As you can tell by all of my previous work. Right. Um, but, uh, but I thought that the smooth, this such a smooth beat and intro. I love the music on it. I thought that the flows and the music fit very well, but yeah, I'm not, I'm not a huge inspirational music kind of guy. Same. Uh, Have you ever my, heard a hollowed out song ever? Exactly. Yeah. 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 I mean, you hate inspiration. Fuck that shit. I mean, I guess that's, that's not exactly true. My, my motivation and inspiration comes from a different place and direction. That's all it is. Absolutely. Yes. I think that that Hollowed Out is a very inspirational band, but from a different vein. Right. Right. Not the main vein. <laughs> no. Because that's been drained. Uh, <laughs> Stop. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I don't know, man. This song, I'm never going to listen to this song again. It's it's fine. I didn't hate it. I'm never going to listen to it again, though. I know. Yeah. It's basically just saying you can achieve anything you want. Set your goals and uh, achieve them. That's what it is. So it's like, eh. absolutely. all right. Let's move on to the next song. This is track 12. We're getting we're getting deep into the album here. This one is called Dreams of Grandeur. And uh what did you what did you think about it? This song is about like taking out a prostitute, right? It yeah, it is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, in in no uh, uncertain terms. I mean, it's it's pretty obvious right up. I mean, the first the third line is there she was, a prostitute. Yes. Uh, <laughs> um I so this is the, actually the first song might I say possibly the only song that I didn't like the beat I get that um the violins and stuff were we I, I I didn't vibe with them the beat is like uh the soundtrack to a modern wild west comedy like the ballad of Buster Scruggs no that that has more of a little yeah sure maybe one of the segments what was that one with Seth MacFarlane? Oh, Family Guy. Right. That's the one. Hey, Peter. That's Joe. <laughs> that was Joe. You're right. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, no. So this this song just talks about taking out a uh, a prostitute to the point where he thought about, like, making her his. Right. What if I made her mine? Fix her upper, if you will. Yeah. I guess. Uh, Get her away from all this. Rescue her. Listen, Violent J, I do, I do, I do have to warn you. When it comes to humans, uh, there's no lemon laws in place. So, <laughs> if you buy a fixer upper, that's uh, that's on you. Uh, yeah, no, it, it, I didn't really like the beat. I thought the flows were very solid. All in all, I think this is a very forgettable song. Uh, it's just, it, it's not an, a positive song. It, by any means no uh it's just a funny story song i thought it was going to be a positive song because when i the first time i listened to it i was like fuck this song like what are they doing it kind of has that country music thing going on it's talking about yeah. you know finding this woman and she's addicted to crack and 
you know, he wants to help her and take her away from this. And I'm like, is this really what this song is about? And he makes the plan to rescue her and, and get her away. And then, and then he, he goes, well, I'll, I'll never know what happened to her because I slept in that day and sobered up. And I was like, why the fuck would I want to do that? She can stick with that pimp. I don't care. <laughs> and I was like, okay, that was, it was kind of funny the way he flipped it up, but also what the fuck? Um, this is another song that I'm like, okay, I've heard it. I don't, I probably don't need to hear it again. I think that is a common theme uh, for the last last yeah. half of this album yeah. here. Uh, and, and a lot of the first half, actually. Um, so, so, guys, let's move on to the next song. The next song is a song called I'm Sweet. What do you got? I kind of dig this beat. I both love and hate the hook, the just I'm sweet part of it. And it's catchy. Like, this is the one that gets stuck in my head. But I, I also, like... That's kind of a weird hook for a song. I'm sweet. I, I don't. It's. Uh, I. I do and don't like it. I couldn't really tell you what this song is about. I listened a couple of times, and each time I listened, I thought it was about something different. I guess it's just about being sweet, but not sweet in the oh you're so sweet, but like sweet in the dude where's my car sweet sense. This song is way too fucking long though. I think the actual song is maybe about five minutes long, and then. After about 10 seconds, a different song in interlude starts that is, it, I think it detracts from the song. Um, oh, it's, yeah. It's kind of like a bad rock ballad and some, this is the place where bad Violent J singing comes in, in this part. God, yes. And he keeps saying, we're wasting time. And I was like, yeah, you fucking are. Could you get to the next track? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I don't know why that was there. I get it. I get it's sort of a leading up to the next track. But leave this off because the next track does what it does just fine. But what did you think about yeah. I'm Sweet? Uh, yeah, so it's funny how you mentioned that it's more like sweet, like, dude, where's my car? But it's not always like that because Violent J has a, a line that says, I got a shoulder you can lean on solutions to your problems. And then the very next line, which, which would be like sweet in the sense of like, I'm here for you, sweet. Right. Then the very next next line is, I slayed a fucking dragon, plus I killed a hundred goblins. That's see, Dude, where's my car? Is, sweet. Dude, where's my car? Sweet. Yeah. They've got some funny lines uh, in here. Nothing super notable. It's funny because after the second time I listened to the chorus, uh, the first listen through after the second chorus, I typed out in my notes, are you sweet? I couldn't quite catch that. <laughs> uh, I think they're because- sweet. Chorus fucking sucks, man. <laughs> fucking terrible. I hate it, uh, but I can't get it out of my head because it works. That's the worst part. That's the worst part. Yeah. The the beat was dope as fuck, though. I I, lo- I love the beat. I bought my mom and dad a yacht so they can travel the seas. That's very sweet of you to do. <laughs> fucking money blows out my ass every time I sneeze. That's dude. Where's my car, sweet? <laughs> yes. Uh, like I think it's like. Alter, like, like I broke down the door and stomped the fucking wife beater, and now she's on my arm, completely out of harm. I smother a baby. I'm smoother than a baby's butt and softer than harm. <laughs> that would have been awesome if the line was "I smothered I a baby." Smothered a baby. <laughs> <laughs> that would be, dude. Where's my car, sweet? Uh, uh, like it's just an even mix, I think, of the dude. Where's my car, sweet? Oh, and like being actually like sweetie pies. I guess so. <laughs> oh, man. I smothered a baby. What the uh, fuck? 
I'm just mother, mother fucking baby. <laughs> Dude. Oh my god. That was something. But yeah, and then and then by the way, it should be noted this is the longest track on oh. the uh the album at six minutes and ten seconds. And that's because of that outro that is terrible and does detract yeah. heavily away from this song, which would have altogether been okay, <laughs> I guess, without it. That's exactly it. Okay. Well, that is I'm Sweet with that outro that leads into the next song, which is called Time. What were your thoughts on time? Well, when you're lost and you look, you will find me. Yeah. Time after time. After time. time. Yeah. If you fall, I'll catch you. I'll I'll be there waiting. Time after time. Um loved the beat. I think it is probably one of the weaker beats on the album, but it was still very good, I think. This song is definitely a weak song. It's about how life is a gift from God and time will change everything, right? I mean, it, uh, this song is is forgettable in my opinion. Uh, I don't think the chorus is particularly good. I think the flows aren't that great. The lyrics are fine at best. Uh, I think the song goes on way too long. There's this this outro that has some group vocals with Young Wicked, Violent J, and and Shaggy, and it's just we don't need Violent J singing. I don't need it. I think it's I, I think. Society has progressed past the need for Violent J to sing. Eric, thoughts? Well, I'll tell you what, man. I'm going to disagree big time on time. Uh-oh. Uh, first off, when it comes to Violent J singing, I like when Violent J sings comfortably within his range in a way that makes sense. I think it can add a lot to a track. When I look at the overall song, I actually really like this music. Uh, if they're trying to do hopeful, um, inspirational music. This is the track on the album that I think achieves that in the most genuine way. I, I felt, I felt it to be believable. It's got a very sort of hopeful tone with a little bit of soul and some melancholy mixed in. I think this is a good song that not just for them, but for anybody. I think if you, if a different artist released this as a single, uh, and it played at the end of a Fast and Furious movie with Dom and cartoon <laughs> Paul Walker driving their opposite ways. Everybody would get choked up and cry because they'd be like, fuck uh-huh. yeah, time changes everything, you know? Um, <laughs> but yeah, I I feel like maybe it was a little longer than it needed to be, but I thought it was a good ending for the album. And I thought it was a decent track. Yeah, we definitely uh, agree to disagree on that one because right. I was I-, I thought it was a pretty pretty big uh miss uh that went on droned on just a little too long uh guys that is the that's the, that is album. the album overall thoughts i have a couple do you i have a couple as well i i would hope that you did yeah music and production kuma don't change a single thing you're doing seven keep doing what you're doing mike p young wicked keep doing what you're doing because we we had two bad beats on out of 14 songs and only one of them was actually really bad like that i didn't vibe with at all man I don't, the other you, one just felt weaker we had two weaker beats out of 28 tracks from those producers that's true that's very true yeah i mean hey if the three of them continue working 
um, four of them rather continue working with ICP, I would not bat an eye. I would be a happy, uh, happy little podcast co-host. Hell yeah. Hashtag foreshadowing. Um, I think where they lost me was the lack of direction that this Joker's card seemed to have. The lack of, not really lack of, but implementation of God again seems very not genuine to me. And I think it only just seems not genuine to me because of my personal biases when I, you know, just because of growing up the way I did, you know, and it's not like, it's not like I'm, I'm not a Christian now. I'm not sitting here and saying, I can't believe they did this. Like this is so ingenuine. It's just like, it feels fake to me. Uh, the positivity, the uplifting, they didn't, they kind of missed a lot of things when it comes to being uplifting. It just, I don't know. There were songs that felt very classic ICP. Then there were songs that felt vastly second deck era ICP, you know? Yeah, I, I guess we're still figuring out what second deck feels like. But after this many albums in, I think we've got a, we've got a feel for it. Yeah, those are my thoughts. All right. Well, here are mine. When I first looked at the track listing, which I really try not to jump ahead, right? I We're experiencing this album by album, week by week. But when I first looked yes. at the song titles, I was worried. And then when I listened to the songs... All my fears came true, and I, I just, I hated it. I thought, right. you know, here, here's the thing. I, I want the wicked shit. That's what I want. That's why I'm here. I don't want all this happy stuff. Yeah, this exactly. Is, yeah, this is so much more upbeat and positive and inspirational than what I normally listen to. And we talked about this, where we come from. But I got to say, the more I listened and the more I thought about it, the, the positive vibes and the upbeat music kind of started to get to me. Like, Mm. I listened to these songs, and I thought, maybe not everybody, or maybe everybody in a year like this, but maybe we need this right now. Maybe we need fun and positive and upbeat. And for that reason, I kind of liked this. It's a fitting companion to Lost in the sense that they are two sides of an emotion. They are being lost in hopelessness and depression, and they are finding happiness and meaning in life now they definitely lean into an aspect of being found that i might not personally connect with but i get the feelings uh i still like lost a lot more personally but to your point this album still sounded great had that incredible modern production we talked about and i think most of that production worked now i don't think it was nearly as focused or consistent as lost and every song wasn't great or meaningful but It's meant to be a lighter experience, and for the most part, it succeeded in doing that. Not sure how I feel about the more overt and traditional approach toward faith and spirituality in these songs. I have no no issue with them talking about their faith in music. Anybody talking about their faith and whatever it is that they believe in. Absolutely not. Yeah. Right. But there is something at times about not just the way they talked about their faith, but some of the positivity that. That felt disingenuous. But again, they were putting together a concept for an album, and it was about making these positive, upbeat songs. So maybe maybe you have to, you know, paint that on in, in, in some way to make it happen, and whatever. But I will say that these two albums, for so many reasons that I just talked about, reminded me of The Wraith. And if you remember back then, I said, mm-hmm. man, I wish they had put out Hell's Pit first, 
and then Shangri-La after because it would have made more sense. And they did it exactly that way here. And I think that kind of worked. So uh, that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. I, you know, honestly, I think my disdain, not really disdain, but my displeasure, slight displeasure at a lot of these songs here uh, stems from the fact that I think I just I just don't listen to positive or uplifting music that's just not my personal preference right same, same. which obviously you know this is all all personal preference this entire podcast is personal preference right sure but yeah i executed well i get what they're doing with lost and found uh i wish there would have been more talk about or any talk at all about this character that we have i personally just was not vibing with it guys we need to get to our uh, f- favorite tracks, though. We do. Do you the, have one? Well, it was hard to choose because, um, and maybe this was more a note about the overall album, but I think coming out of Lost, I expected a more serious take on positivity and being found. But this was a kind of goofy album. And so it was tough for me to connect with some of these tracks. Yeah. I guess if I had to pick one, and and I feel bad choosing this because it's the one that feels least like it fits on this album, I would pick Lost at the Carnival. What about you? Yeah, so I had sort of a couple that that I that I was sort of vibing with, but I think the one and and Lost at the Carnival was one of them because I did enjoy that song, although I had some issues with it. Mm-hmm. I think I like Juggalo Party. You know, it's funny that you chose that because I thought about that song Juggalo Island that I was like, hell no. And you were like, I love this. And I was like, I wonder if Aaron is going to like Juggalo Party. I liked it. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't I wouldn't say I loved it, but I liked it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's a decent track. Other ones that I liked are ones that you didn't. Like, I thought Time was a good one. And it, it sort of encapsulated mm-hmm. that serious take on the, the positivity and stuff. But we can't be that far on opposite ends and put a track on there. So I think we put lost at the carnival and juggalo party on. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. My second was, um, the midway. I had the midway on my list as well. Yeah. Mm. Well guys go listen to the midway outside of, uh, the playlist and, and check it out. If you have not, it gets our, our, uh, third place stamp of approval. Yeah. Uh, so Lost of the Carnival, Juggalo Party. You have both been officially added to ICUP with We, the playlist, which is now sitting at 80 songs, five hours and 51 minutes. Guys, this playlist, I don't think we talk about it enough. Uh, let's talk about it again. It's on Spotify. It's the official playlist that has our two favorite songs from every release that we've reviewed since the beginning. Yeah. Back since in the basement cuts. Basement cuts. And also, I think if you check out our Twitter, ICUPWWE, uh, it's linked there maybe as well. Yes, it is in our bio. There you go. Link in bio, guys. Uh, quick fun fact here. The least played song, other than the intro, yeah, uh, which will obviously be the least played on, on things like this, uh, the least played song is time. Really? The last one? That's- At 132,000. I guess uh, I guess the Juggalos align with you more than they do with me on this one. What's the most played song on this album? Oh, my God. It is uh, actually found. Really? Yeah. Interesting. Uh, 
Second most played is Juggalo Party. So Found has 310,000. Uh, Juggalo Party has 303,000. Pretty close then. People are bopping Pretty those close. two yeah. next to each other. Um, nothing, even the intro is over 100,000. Nothing is under 100,000 plays. That's, on this release. That's pretty fucking solid. That's yeah, solid release. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, let's get to uh, our overall scores. Yeah. Aaron, we each have 15 bottles of Fago sitting next to us, right? And, and we're going to decide how many we want to give this record. Correct. So how we score uh, this record is we will go through and give it uh, one out of five Fagos for music and beats, uh, lyrics and flows, Usually skits and interludes, although we did not have enough to score this time around and vibe at the time of the release. So I'm going to go ahead and start off. This one's going to be obvious for me. Music and beats. I gave it a four and a half. I thought that this was produced phenomenally. I, I thought I was, I vibed with the beats on this one, maybe even more so than lost. Uh, cause there was only two bad beats and only one of them. Uh, was actually bad. Only one of them I would I would probably hand to the uh, manager of the produce department and say, "Hey, this is a bad beat. You might want to take it off the." Uh, <laughs> oh, that was bad. <laughs> that was terrible. Uh, yeah, it was. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Shit. I gave it a four and a half. All right, I I actually went back and forth on this one, and I lowered my score just a bit. Uh, there were only a couple of beats. Well. Maybe more than a couple. There are a few beats that I didn't personally like, but I will say that the production overall was very solid. I still think Lost was more consistent and better beat-wise to me, but this is a great-sounding album. Uh, I gave it a 3.5. Okay, not bad at all. No. Uh, All right, next up is Lyrics and Flows. I gave this one a uh, 3. I thought it was just above average. And, And although this is the fun thing about... Fago scores is that although I didn't like this album as much, I feel like my Fago score is going to be pretty high. I think the same because individually these things were objectively good. That's what I think. And although I might, it, 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 this, this is going to probably rank in the top, like one third oh, yeah. of all of our rankings. Yeah. But it's, I was probably not going to be an album I ever listened to again. Dude, I I couldn't agree more. I think this is an objectively good sounding album and the bad parts aren't bad enough to drag it down, but I doubt I'll come back to it. Perfect. I'm glad that we're on the same page with that. Uh, So so yeah, I gave lyrics and flows a three. I, you know, I thought that overall lyrics and flows, not bad here. Sometimes really good at other times uh kind of whack um for as many things work there were some things that were also kind of cheesy i went with a three as well perfect perfect uh vibe at the time of release honestly Uh, i i i I gave i gave this one a two and a half i didn't i didn't really know what to score this one okay why did you give it a two and a half i don't know i felt like it came out the same year as lost and lost is so much better i just feel like it wasn't with it, it, it if the vibe was off being yeah. in the same year, you know, well, uh, you might be harping on this. We keep coming back to it. And I would say for me, there's almost no such thing as music that tonally 
and sonically is too dark. But there's definitely music that's too upbeat and positive for my tastes. I get, after Lost, why this came out. But the swing might have gone a little too far in the opposite direction for my taste. With that said, I get it. I am positive that there are people that really, really like this, and I think it mostly accomplishes its goal. I gave Lost a five, and I'm going to give this a four because I think that it stays with that modern tone and feel and production. I think it completes their thought between the two albums, but I don't think that it probably did a lot to continue the trajectory that Lost set up. So I, I went with the four. Right. Okay, that makes sense. That makes sense. What What are we got? What's, what's the overall score? So the overall score, when I average everything out, is a 3.42. So this is a three and a half Fago album. Wow. Drink, drink them. Have a great time. You earned them. So let's see uh, if I average the two marvelous missing link uh, lost and found averages out to a four Fagos. So, wow. Yeah. You know, and that sounds correct. Honestly. Yeah. That sounds correct. That's a very respectable four Fagos. Yeah. So there we go. That's an episode. And guess what? Next week, we're going to have another one. That's true. And what's it going to be about? It's going to be about the outtakes from these previous two albums because they do that now. Yeah. And this this outtakes album is a proper album on its own. It's got an intro plus like, you know, five or six tracks from Lost and then an intro and five or six tracks from Found. So it's a proper album. Proper release, which means we're going to review it. And I can't wait. Personally, I can't wait to. I'm actually pretty interested in it. Yeah. I want to see, because uh, I want to average this one into uh, Lost and Found and see how if it if these outtakes are really so bad and how, how bad they were to not be put on the album. Yeah. See how, how low it brings the, the fake. I don't know. Yeah. yeah I mean, we'll clearly see. they're not terrible because they still put them out. Yeah. Yeah. And if it's, I mean, if, if the beats are consistent and as good as these two albums, it'll be... It'll be solid. I think it'll be just fine. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. If people uh, can't wait to, to hear from us for another week, or if they've got something to say, or they want to you know, ask a question, uh, where can they find you? You can find me and all of my stuff at www, that's World Wide Web, by the way, right. dot AaronLocklear.com. Uh, that's where you can find links to all my socials. That's also in a normal world where you could... Uh, find where i'm doing all of my stuff like comedy or playing shows but i'm not doing any of that other than the online stuff so links to my socials as well as i stream on twitch uh five to six days a week twitch.tv slash gristle media i'm a variety streamer i do a bunch of different stuff including eric i've been painting a lot I saw one of your paintings. Very nice. And also, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I've been painting on stream. It's been fantastic. I want to do a quick shout out to uh, my my boy, Satisar, who actually bought three of my paintings. Hell yes. Uh, and then uh, another shout out to Twitch viewer as well, Amber, 
who then went on my Etsy and bought another one of my paintings. Sick. Uh, that I sent out, send out. So yeah. Anyways, <laughs> I've gone on way too long with this. Eric, where can we find you and your stuff? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at nuclear is lonely. Uh, you can check my website, ericconway.com. And since we're talking about this, you can find the podcast on Twitter, ICUPWWE, or you can shoot us an email, ICUPWWE at gmail.com. And we would love to hear from you, uh, your your opinions and your thoughts on, on what you're listening to. Just be nice about it. <laughs> Please. <laughs> That's where you can find us. Uh, again, thank you so much for hanging today, and I cannot wait to hang out with Eric, you, uh, next week. And uh, listeners, your ear holes. I can't wait to hang out with them. <laughs> you can't wait to hang out with the listeners' ear holes? Yeah, yeah. Okay, sick. Yeah, sick. All the, the AirPods users out there, let me know how my voice sounds in those sexy airpods i'm i'm literally just looking at my airpods case right now that's why i'm on this tangent oh okay good i'm glad um that you're on this tangent that adds so much to the close of the show if you have your bingo boards and the space for aaron talks about airpods is open fill it baby (laughs) Uh, okay listeners i will see you and your ear holes later for another episode of ICUP with we guys for Eric I am Aaron big old whoopie whoopie out there uh whoopie goldberg to you guys goodbye whoop whoop So let, let me bump that up again. Let's make it uh, twice a week, one hour sets. Come, Acoustic, now we're getting ridiculous. You're the only person. Listen, listen, listen. This All the shows in the world start happening again. Okay? Okay. I'm talking about like Ariana Grande is, is touring again. Oh, like will, wait, wait a minute. Will she know that I made this sacrifice so that she could go back to playing shows? Ah, see, you're you're starting to do it for selfish reasons, but yes. Okay, then yeah, I'm in. <laughs> yeah, I mean you, but but only she can know. Nobody else can know. I'm still in. Okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, two two twice a week, one hour sets, and you are the only person in the crowd. So they're specifically playing to you, and you have to obviously look like you're paying attention. Uh, and not like be rude and you have to you know clap for them and uh, if they ask you like any requests or want to do an encore you have to be like enthusiastic about it Fuck uh, it, man i'll be a one-man push pit i don't care all right all right the, hey guys eric has spoken um mr white suit the ball's in your court